State your name, please. Ava. And who are you to me, Ava? Your daughter. Oh, that's right, you are. Ava is my oldest daughter, and although she's nine, she's already mastered what I call the iron fist and the velvet glove. By that, she knows intuitively how to be tactful, but super candid at the same time. How do you feel about how much mommy and daddy work when they're at the house? I don't like it. What don't you like about it? You guys take too many meetings, and I want to hang out with you guys more at home. Now, if you're a parent working at home with school-aged children who are also at home, then this story is probably familiar to you. The pandemic pushed families together, and everyone, parents and kids included, was forced to adapt. What do you think we would need to do to be able to work better at the house and still take care of you? You could schedule some special times to, like, hang out with us and be able to come and talk. We don't do that enough? We don't do it enough. For a time, we told ourselves we could do it because, well, this couldn't last forever. The first wave would subside, schools would put mitigation strategies in place, and by fall, kids could return to school safely, and we could spend less time making snacks and more time doing our jobs. Well, it's fall now, and many workplaces aren't allowing their people back. Some school boards are still fighting with teachers' unions over proper safety measures, and several school districts have had to close their facilities because of a spike in cases. So, that thing we all put up with because, well, couldn't go on indefinitely? Yeah, it's gonna go on indefinitely. And according to our guest on this podcast, companies and HR leaders ignore this problem at their peril. Already, there's tons of op-eds on the subject. The Atlantic had a headline that actually read, This is unsustainable for working parents. But Jennifer Vina says it doesn't have to be that way if employers are prepared to embrace some new thinking. Jennifer is the VP of Consulting Services at Bright Horizons, the largest provider of employer-supported childcare in America. She joins us today at The Nexus. The Nexus, a place where people converge and connect. On this podcast, we look at the things that are changing the way all of us do our jobs. We're going to take a quick peek into the minds of those people who are helping us change. Scientists, HR leaders, and experts in human performance. I'm Chris Nelson. Jennifer, thank you for making the time to chat with us. I really appreciate it. Happy to be here. You are sheltering in place with your children, yes? Yes. <laughs> and how's that going for you personally? <laughs> <laughs> it's the first time in my life I'm happy that I'm old um, because my youngest is 16. So it's much easier for me than it is for others. But I really feel for the millions of working parents who are trying to spend their days juggling the younger children because it just cannot be easy to try to work with really little ones who need constant supervision or even the middle school, school age ones who need activities and need to be kept busy. And we all know no matter how fabulous your children are, when they're together for a long period of time, they are going to have some bickering. <laughs> so there's going to be some refereeing that needs to happen as well. My two daughters, they cling to me like barnacles when I'm here at the house. So <laughs> yeah, this has been the ultimate experiment in patting my head and rubbing my stomach at the same time. Yeah. Well, and part of what's, I think, really challenging, we're calling it the double shift parents really are having to mix their typical work day with caregiving, you know, family time and, and work, which means that they're on again late at night 
And that's why they're burning out, because there's just no time for themselves and time to rejuvenate. For those companies who maybe are a little bit less willing to acknowledge these challenges, they at least have to acknowledge that there are some real economic and business implications for parents working home with their children. What we've heard most recently from our clients is that they are now seeing resignations come in. Parents are saying, I can't do this. If there's no school, I cannot continue to work. So we're seeing a, a drastic impact in the talent pool in terms of people being able to stay employed. One study found that 13% of working parents had to either quit or reduce their hours due to the lack of childcare already during this time, with school potentially not going back. And the other impact we're seeing is the potential impact on women's careers in particular. So we're seeing that there are a higher percentage of women who have had to quit their job or reduce their hours. And then that leads to just long-term implications for careers, for the gender wage gap issues, all the strides and progress we've made over so many years just starting to slide backwards because of this. Do you get the sense that companies are starting to recognize that and leaning into solutions? And if they have, what are they doing early on to sort of address it? One of the things I think companies can do quickly and without any real cost involved is to engage their people managers, to have their supervisors reach out to their direct reports and have one-on-one -on -one conversations about how they are doing as individuals and what supports they need in order to manage whatever is going on in their home. We did a well-being survey years ago. We started one with our organization, which asked employees, you know, how are you as a person? And we asked them, how are you doing financially? How are you doing physically? How are you doing personally, emotionally? And what we found was just by asking that question, people felt much better about the organization, about coming to work, about their feeling engaged and valued as part of the organization because we showed we cared. So really, starting out being a caring organization is critical. How you treat your employees during this pandemic and during these times will have long-lasting effects for an organization. Amongst those companies that are sort of recognizing this as a problem they need to address, what are some of the more interesting and progressive things that you're seeing them do? I think what's become apparent to employers is that it is very beneficial for them to control the supply of childcare. So the National Association for the Education of Young Children, which is the organization that sets quality standards for the country for childcare, their research showed that 40% of childcare centers are likely not to reopen following the pandemic. And so that is leaving parents with very few choices of childcare for their young children. And if you are an employer who has control over that supply, meaning you have your own worksite childcare center, or you purchase spaces in an existing center that you can make available for your employees only, then you have a better chance of supporting them being able to return to work, be their most effective at work, most productive for you. And we've done research going back 15, 20 years, got data back that proves that it helps retain employees and recruit employees and one of our best statistics was 86% of female managers said that access to the childcare center helped them advance their career because it provides them with that high quality, stable care that allows them to focus, be productive, and be able to go after what they want in the workforce in terms of their career. 
Jennifer, that's great for companies who will see their people return to work. But I'm wondering about those working parents who will be home with their kids for the foreseeable future. You can support your school agers in two ways. So we have formed partnerships with three basically tutoring agencies that are going to be providing small group care in groups of 10 for children to bring their own devices and do their own virtual schooling there through supervision. So someone will be there to help them make sure they get on their courses, make sure they get their homework done, and then provide additional activities to fill the day. So that's a place parents can take their children. And then for in-home care, we have a service that will help them either self-source a nanny or caregiver to come in and supervise that care and also create what we're calling learning pods, which allows them to partner. Maybe you get three other parents from your school and the four of you share one person and you either pick one home to go to every day or maybe you rotate homes. Obviously, all of these particular plans come with a dollar attached. Are companies coming up with interesting ways to fund it, subsidize it? What are they doing in terms of helping working parents address that particular challenge? Well, it depends on the options. And employers right now are choosing to subsidize that about 75%. And the parents are paying 25%, realizing that for most parents, if they're using public school, this is an additional cost that is not part of their regular budget. Some companies see the idea of addressing child care as a cost center. And a cost center at a time when their revenues may be declining. What's the argument you make to those particular employers that this is something that they need to address? The biggest argument would be without addressing it, they're not going to get the most out of their people. They're not going to get the productivity they need in order to get the work done. And they're probably going to see attrition as people decide they just cannot continue to juggle all of these responsibilities without support and either leave the workforce or you know, look for somebody who will support them during these times. We've had discussions with other individuals on this podcast about as much as the pandemic is a crisis, for some, they're seeing it as an opportunity. And in this particular case, it feels like the opportunity for companies to rethink how work and personal life co-mingle. Is that something that you're seeing? So any survey we have ever done over, I've been doing this for 30 years, flexible work comes up as the top thing every employee wants. Because employees can use it for whatever reason in their life, they would like flexible work schedules, whether it's to accommodate a workout, to accommodate, again, children, family members, schooling, whatever it is that they're interested in. And so many organizations who resisted remote working, allowing employees to work from home either part of the time or all of the time, weren't given a choice, had to allow it. Just to summarize, what you're saying is companies need to lean in to working parents' needs. They need to pay attention to all the things that they're juggling and in all likelihood recognize and acknowledge the fact that the cost of supporting working parents, although it could potentially be high, is still less than the cost of doing nothing. Yeah, so parents need support or they cannot be their most effective, even if they're working from home. Jennifer, I want to thank you for making the time. This has been a really great conversation. Thank you for inviting me. I was happy to be here and have this conversation. If you're an employer who wants to provide unique child care solutions to your people, Bright Horizons might have something for you. You can find them at brighthorizons.com. And be sure to check out their podcast, Teach, Play, Love 
available now wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're looking for other neat ways to support your people, let Nexus Communications help. They've been helping companies for more than 20 years with industry leading strategies, programs, and products. And my dad works there. You can find them at nexuscommunications.com. That's N E X U S communications.com. I'm Ava. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Wait, I want to keep going. <laughs> What's your name? Colette. And who are you to me? And how do you feel about how much mommy and daddy work when they're at home? <laughs>